Hey there, and welcome to a new episode of Stock Break, your weekly opportunity to dive into public companies as we break down their business activity, fundamentals, and potential value. I'm Josh Gilbert, market analyst at eToro, and let's get into it. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation, or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. and welcome back to another episode of Stock Break. My name is Josh Gilbert. Today, we're going to be analyzing Pilbara Minerals, a leading ASX-listed lithium company who own the world's largest independent hard rock lithium operation, which is a key mineral in the world's energy transition. Pilbara Minerals is one of the largest pure play lithium producers in the world, with roughly 8% of global production. Today, we're here to help you understand Pilbara's business model, how they make their money, and what's ahead in a simple and short breakdown. But before we jump into it, if there's anything you ever want covered across these stocks, then please let us know. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, give us a rating and send to one of your friends that might be interested in lithium stocks. If you're listening to this in podcast format and would like to watch along with a presentation, there is a link in the bio to our YouTube video where you can watch along with some slides and some great graphics. And just a quick reminder before we dive into this, that this presentation is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation, or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. So on to Pilbara. Pilbara has become one of the major players in the rapidly growing lithium supply chain. That's underpinned by increasing demand for clean energy technologies, such as electric vehicles and energy storage as the world pursues a sustainable energy future. Given Pilbara Minerals' important role within lithium, it's been a great couple of years for the company and has continued to perform well recently, with shares climbing more than 77% in the last 12 months. It reached a record high of $5.50 in November last year, and it currently ranks as the best performing stock on the ASX 200 in the last 12 months. In that time, the company reached profitability for the first time ever and announced a new dividend, which we will cover more shortly. So after such a strong run, can this rally continue for the lithium giant or has most of the good news for Pilbara already been priced in? Well, let's find out. So we'll roll it back and give you some background on the company before we dive deeper into the fundamentals. The company was founded in 2005, but Pilbara Minerals as we know it today didn't come along until 2009 when it's changed its name from Fortuna Metals, a business that was involved with gold mining and exploration. Between 2009 and 2010, it had applied for 13 exploration licenses in the Pilbara region, hence the name as we know it today, and it currently trades under the ticker PLS. The breakthrough, though, for the business came in 2014. It acquired the Pilangura Tantalum Lithium Project, which is now one of the largest hard rock lithium deposits in the world. A few years later, and the company received multiple approvals, as well as key partnership with Great Wall Motors. As demand for lithium continued to rise, Pilbara Minerals expanded its production capacity and aimed to become one of the largest lithium producers globally. Fast forward to 2020, though, and Pilbara Minerals faced a number of challenges due to COVID-19. It impacted global lithium demand and disrupted supply chains. However, this was a huge turning point for lithium and Pilbara Minerals. 
Although the price of lithium initially fell in 2020, at the end of 2020, it started a monumental rise, gaining more than 1,200% from the end of 2020 to the end of 2022, as soaring demand came from the electric vehicle industry. Thin supply, combined with its strong demand, saw Pilbara's revenue grow by 577% in 2022, and it is now one of the most traded stocks on the ASX 200. So now a quick look at management. Dale Henderson is the current CEO and took over in June 2022. He was previously serving at the company as Chief Operating Officer from 2017. Dale himself is an engineer with experience in both mine operations and development in the resources sector. He has previously worked at other major companies such as Fortescue Metals. And since taking over as CEO, shares have climbed by more than 120%. So a quick look now at ECG and corporate governance. This is a big factor for investors when considering a stock today. And Pilbara Minerals is is slightly behind here, which is maybe quite surprising given it's it's involved in sort of this energy transition. But it currently scores 54 out of 100 from eToro's ECG scoring, which is below the industry average of 58. The company leads global peers in governance practices. Its board is led by an independent chair and has fully independent key committees. It does also have industry best practices such as board oversight on corporate ethics. So let's dive into the fundamentals. So first things first, let's look at the revenue. We touched on it a little bit earlier on. So for those that are maybe not familiar with Australian companies, Australian companies tend to report semi-annual revenues. So they don't report revenues on a, on a quarterly basis, but more on a semi-annual and full annual basis. Pilbara's revenue has been significant for the business over the last few years and has grown significantly since 2021. Revenue exploded, as I mentioned earlier, in 2022, but that didn't slow down at the start of fiscal year 2023. But in the second half of fiscal 2022, revenue rose by 670%. And in the first half of the fiscal year 2023, revenue rose by 650% to 2.18 billion Australian dollars. The market expects revenue to fall slightly in Pilbara's second half year results, which is coming up pretty soon with lithium prices coming off their highs. The market expects 1.9 billion in revenue, marking a record four year revenue result of 4.1 billion year-over-year growth of 245%. So the key to continued growth is obviously production. This is a key number right now to help offset falling lithium prices and to offset falling sales prices. In Q4, realized sales prices fell by 33% from the third quarter, showing that lithium prices continue to fall from their highs, which is affecting revenues. As I say, The slide we just previously showed was obviously highlighting that the growth in the second half of the year for fiscal year for Pilbara is going to be slightly less than what we saw in fiscal year first half. In the quarter ending June, so essentially Q4 for Pilbara's fiscal year, production increased by 10% from the third quarter. So it rose to 162,000 dry metric tonnes. This has put production at the top end of guidance for the full fiscal year 2023 with spodomium concentrate production at 620,000 trimetric tons, an increase of 64% year on year and in line with analyst expectations. Uh, We should receive further updates in its full year forecast for production in its full year results coming out very, very soon. 
So now we're having a look at profitability. Again, I mentioned at the start that the business is now profitable. For the fiscal year 2023, the market expects Pilbara to report net income of 2.3 billion, which would signify a huge 300% increase from fiscal year 2022. However, Given what I've already mentioned with the lithium prices that are coming under pressure and falling from their highs, the market expects this number to decline by 24% in fiscal year 24. But that can all change. Lithium prices can pick back up and obviously production increases will obviously help with that as well. So that is all subject to change. So now on to cash. Pilbara's cash balance has become you know, very significant for the business. As I say, they've now introduced a dividend, which we'll touch on. Cash has, has climbed by more than a thousand percent in the first half of the fiscal year 2023 to 2.2 billion. And the market expects that cash power to grow even more to 3.3 billion in the second half of fiscal year 23. The miner is delivering plenty of free cash flow from its operation, which leads us on to a dividend. Pilbara recently announced a dividend for the first time in the company's history. Shareholders were rewarded with 11 cents per share, full franks interim dividend with a yield of 3.2%. The market is forecasting a fully franked dividend for its full year of 25 cents per share, which will mean a full year yield of 7%. So now on to some of the key ratios for Pilbara. So it's important to note that if you aren't familiar with these ratios and would like to know more, head over to the eToro Academy where we can explain them in greater detail. So the first ratio to look at is the price to earnings ratio. This is, is sort of come down pretty significantly for Pilbara, and it currently trades at eight and a half times price to earnings with a forward 12 month price to earnings at 8.35 times. This is lower than the broader ASX 200 material sector that trades at around 10 times price to earnings and the ASX 200 that trades at 15 times price to earnings. It is though slightly more expensive than Albemarle, that is the world's largest lithium miner, but I would say that Pilbara has arguably significantly higher growth opportunities. So another important ratio for investors is price to sales. This ratio shows how much investors are willing to pay per dollar of sales for a stock. Currently, Pilbara trades at 4.6 times price to sales. That is much higher than the ASX 200 average of 2.2 times price to sales. So now onto margins. Its gross margins have significantly improved, especially after falling into negative territory in 2020. In 2022, gross margins grew to 68%, which is much higher than the broader ASX 200 material sector of 45%. For the full year 2023, the market expects this to grow significantly again to 81%. Again, another key area for profitability. And we also look at operating margins. The operating margin measures how much profit a company makes on a dollar of sales after paying for variable costs of production, such as wages, raw materials, etc. Similar to its gross margins, operating margins have improved meaningfully at 64% in 2022, which was almost double that of the ASX 200 material sector in 2022. So after breaking down some of the numbers, let's look forward and look at some of the challenges and opportunities. Firstly, we're going to start with the challenges. And the first challenge that I've mentioned a couple of times, but is the key challenge here is the lithium price. First and foremost, as with other companies in the metals and mining space, there is a heavy reliance on the focal commodity that the company deals with. So in Pilbara's outlook, it's directly tied to the price of lithium. Higher lithium prices will be supportive 
of earnings growth. But what we're seeing now is prices falling from their highs, which is putting pressure on earnings. We have seen and will continue to see volatility in the price of lithium. Prices seem to have bottomed out in about April 2023 and look to be recovering. But further downside to the price is a risk, especially when we look at China, the world's largest lithium importer, which is stuck in a bit of an economic slump. Secondly, we've got to look at competition. Natural resource-rich countries in Africa, South America, and Asia are rapidly engaging in lithium exploration and are aggressively pursuing investment in the, in the bid for energy independence, along with you know, help in terms of economic development. For example, India recently discovered two major lithium deposits, which adds its name into the mix amongst some of these huge countries with large lithium reserves. Even in Australia alone, Pilbara Minerals has plenty of challenges with a huge number of miners listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. Although Pilbara is now considered one of the biggest lithium names, it faces plenty of competition from local miners that are growing. So we have Liontown Resources, Mineral Resources, and Core Lithium, just to name a few. And to balance this out, there, there are plenty of, of projects that are coming online. But those projects do take many years to come online from exploration to completion. There is an estimation of taking around seven to eight years to bring a lithium mine to the level of, of mining high grade lithium that can be used in, in batteries for electric vehicles, such as Tesla's. So again, you know, from 2014 to sort of where we are now with Pilbara, it's, it's obviously come a very long way, but their journey, as I say, started all the way back in sort of 2008 and 2009. So now I'm going to have a quick look at the opportunities. Where where can we see Pilbara benefiting from? So the biggest opportunity that likely won't surprise many comes from the growing demand for lithium and obviously electric vehicle production. Lithium's modern day story has revolved around electric vehicle production. The metal you know, is, is a key ingredient in building batteries, but it does have many other uses. It can be used in aluminium lithium alloys, that's commonly used in the aerospace industry. It can also be used in heat-resistant glass, ceramic, glazes. It has a very high heat resistance, so it can be used globally for, for many other things other than electric vehicles. But again, the growth of electric vehicles is why we're here today. Demand for lithium-based power, we believe, will continue to rise rapidly as the EV market continues to grow. Forecast by Tesla suggests the company will need approximately 1,000 kilotons of lithium carbonate per year by 2030. That is 16 times its 2022 needs and 30% more than the world currently produces. So demand is on the rise. Then we can look at EV demand. How strong is EV demand? Well, Bloomberg estimates that EV sales worldwide will grow to 22 million vehicles a year by 2025. That is more than double the 10 million from 2022 and grow at an annualized rate of 20% until 2030. So demand is super, super high. And obviously lithium prices on the back of that, you know, are likely to continue rising, which means Pilbara's profits alongside their increase in production should continue to move one way. The trend looks to be sustainable as most major automakers in the Western world are pledging to produce only battery powered vehicles at some point in the future, as well as governments pledging towards zero emissions as well. So we spoke a little bit there about production and we mentioned the risk of, of lithium prices and offset to that is that increase in production. The company is working on boosting the production capacity 
of its spadoops. I'm really sorry. For, I, I'm I'm absolutely butchering this word, but it is pretty difficult. It's a spadomen concentrate. And that is its Pilangura mine with the aim of producing 1 million tons per annum by 2025. And then lastly, we're going to look at the lithium supply chain. We're going to talk about sort of refining and, and where the opportunities lie, lie there. So there is, you know, a strategic initiative that Pilbara is pursuing here, and that is moving, as I say, down the lithium supply chain. It has recently taken an 18% stake in a joint venture with South Korea's POSCO Holdings, and it expects a plant to begin producing battery-grade lithium hydroxide next year. So it's sort of diversifying out of just simply mining the lithium into sort of producing and making, you know, the lithium that is needed to actually go into sort of the batteries. You know, once the lithium is mined, it needs to be processed chemically into lithium hydroxide that then goes into lithium making for lithium ion batteries. So moving lower down the supply chain into sort of the processing, I think could help the company significantly boost its margins and increase, you know, pricing power and, and obviously cater to a wider market. So now we're going to take a look at the broader financial metrics for Pilbara Minerals with market expectations to 2027. So these are numbers that we're looking at here across revenue. We're looking at net income. We're looking at EBITDA, earnings per share. We're also going to be looking at the lithium production, which we've also covered a few times in this episode. So it's important to note that when we look at these numbers, they are just projections. They may not always come to fruition. They may improve, they may decline, but as I say, they are projections. They are a guide from analysts as to what they expect in the future. So what can we see from these numbers? Well, what we can see is that analysts believe that earnings will peak in the fiscal year 2023 and then decline from then on in. So we can see a bit of a decline here from fiscal year 2023, dropping down to 53 cents per share on earnings by 2027. And that is, again that reliance that Pilbara has on the lithium price. So again, when analysts are looking at this, they clearly believe that they, you know, that the lithium price may not move higher from where it is today, but that is despite again, production increasing. We mentioned this earlier on, but we can see from these numbers here, that lithium production is expected to grow pretty significantly from where it has been over the years previous. So, you know, production will stay the same, but again, the, the drag is clearly going to be lithium prices here that's going to weigh on you know earnings and revenue into 2027 here. So this is a great period for you to be able to play around with sort of the price to earnings ratio. You can sort of value the business for yourself from these numbers. We spoke a little bit about Pilbara's price to earnings ratio earlier on. That was at 8.35 times forward earnings. So again, you can use these numbers, play around with it a little bit, to, as I say, work out the valuation and value the business for yourself. So now on to the summary. Let's look at some of the key takeaways here for investors. Pilbara is now a significant name in the lithium mining space and is the biggest lithium-only miner in Australia. The business has seen rapid growth over the last few years as demand for lithium soared, whilst lithium prices also moved significantly higher. The key to continued growth is in production with an aim to produce 1 million tons per annum by 2025 in that offset of lithium prices. But again, if lithium prices move higher, that will also be important for growth. It trades at a fair valuation. 
8.3 times forward earnings. That's lower than the broader ASX 200 material sector, but slightly higher, as we mentioned earlier, than the world's largest lithium miner, Albemarle. There will be challenges, um, fluctuations in the lithium prices to high competition. It isn't all going to be one-way traffic for the lithium industry but opportunities for Pilbara are clearly there. That includes a growing demand for lithium-based power and obviously pursuing expansion into processing and moving down the lithium supply chain. Decarbonization is a huge trend that cannot be missed, and Pilbara is a solid play in that regard when it comes to lithium. So that is it for Pilbara Minerals. A quick reminder to like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this video. And uh, as we say, send it to a friend who might be interested in investing into lithium. And as always, let us know if there is a stock that you want to see, whether it's in England, the US, Australia, wherever it is, let us know and we will break it down. Thanks for listening and see you next time. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com.